Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steven. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue the Movies. Well, today is February 1st, 2023. It's currently 1226 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late doing my thing. And, of course, when I say doing my thing, I mean burning the midnight oil, working on my wedding company stuff, because that's what I do. I'm a full-time wedding planning wedding coordinator, whatever you want to call it, own my own company called Dream Wedding, so I do the photo, video, do some family photos on the side, do all the customer service too, so when you call this company, you're going to get me on the phone, just to let you know, I'm really personal when it comes to my service. <laughs> anyway, how's your night going? Well, how's your day going, right? Because the time the, by the time you listen to me, it's going to be the daytime, and I'll be just waking up, to be quite honest. <laughs> My day, my week, it's been pretty tough. I had a flat tire, lost my cell phone, if you don't remember me. If you remember me, you know, my last podcast, I told you I lost my cell phone. I got a new cell phone. Love my new cell phone. Holy crap. I got the Samsung S22 Ultra. Uh, they, they got rid of the Samsung. You know, I'm a Note guy. You know, I love the Note camera. And, uh, you know, they got rid of the note camera. I mean, I love the S Pen they have on there, right? I love to doodle. I love to jot down notes. Um, I love to even browse the web or even text using my S Pen sometimes because sometimes I, my hands are really big. I got really fat fingers. Um, not a fat guy. You know, if I don't, don't take care of myself, I think I'll turn fat, right? But, you know, it's hard for me to text sometimes. So sometimes I whip out that S Pen and I start like texting with it. You know, and, uh, you know, I got this, uh, the S22 Ultra is the new version of the Note. So they combine the best of the S22 or the Galaxies out there. I guess the S Galaxies or something like that, what they call it. And um, and then the Notes. And usually the Notes are not as powerful as the Galaxies. Uh, but they have a lot of... Um, that S Pen, uh, it really just makes it... It brings the entire, I guess, um, exp- no, I guess uh, cell phone experience uh, to a new level. So a lot of people are scared that they're going to get rid of the Note, and now they have the S22 Ultra. And I have to tell you, this this phone is the best phone I've ever had. The battery life in here is just amazing. I, I almost went two days uh, without actually charging this damn phone. Uh, the other day, just yesterday, it took me, it lasted me the whole day. But even at the end, I had about thirty three percent left. And and I'll tell you what, I was listening, and I was like, you know, listening to Spotify playing some Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan uh, uh, episodes uh, for hours and hours on, on on the end. And I was li- w- watching Newsweek on top of my phone at night because Newsweek got, you know, they got pulled from direct TV, by the way, uh, for no reason whatsoever. 
They have high ratings, and uh, I think they're the sixth uh, watched cable news network or, or satellite news network or whatever you want to call it, uh, cable news network on DirecTV. And, uh, you know, they couldn't come to terms with uh, negotiations with, with DirecTV of like shared revenue over maybe like 50 cents or a dollar or something like that. And all of a sudden, DirecTV says, you know what, you're out of here. So DirecTV kicked out OAN and then also Newsmax, which are, you know, two of the three conservative voices, you know, you know, on, on cable news. And that's it. So all what we have left is Fox News. And I'm telling you the truth, people, Fox News isn't that conservative at all. Uh, you know, I don't agree with a lot of, a lot of what they say. And it's not to really say that I'm conservative or Republican. I, I you know, I listen to both sides, but it's just that the left, the left is just so far stupid that it forces me to go to the right, right? I mean, here in America, we only have a left and we have a right. And apparently the left stands for everything that is nonsensical in America, unconstitutional. And when you try to have debates with people, not even debates, you know, conversations with people who, who just don't like where the conservative, quote unquote, conservative movement is going, which means Freedom of speech, freedom to say what you want to do, you know, freedom, freedom, freedom to think freely and do what the hell you want, right? And they don't want that. They want the government to have some control. They really do. And, you know, COVID scared the bejesus out of a lot of people. I mean, I know some Republicans out there. You know, they said they were, they said they're Republicans and they said right when Trump got elected, you know, all of a sudden they turned into Democrats. And, you know, I, I think those people are always teetering on the edge anyway, because how can you vote for Hillary Clinton? How can you vote for Joe Biden? Right? Because these two people, you guys, Hillary Clinton, who we, who we thought was the most corrupt politician in the world and then enter in Joe Biden, who is even more corrupt and makes Hillary Clinton really look like an amateur, right? It's a really amateur hour when it comes to, you know, the corruption in, in the, I guess, in DC. Biden, he is the pro. He is a pro, but he not just he's just not responsible for corruption in there. They all are. Anyone Republican, Democrat, if they're in there too long, we're talking. You know, they're both corrupt. So we're talking Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, um, even Lindsey Graham. You know, they're they're all even who's that other guy uh, who I don't like, Mitt Romney. They're all corrupt. Doesn't matter Republican or Democrat, right? Because they're all fake. They just want to be in there forever. And the interesting thing right now is that, you know, I, I remember having, you know, I'll, I'll just say, I, I've had conversations with people who are on the other side, people who disagree with me. And, and, and you know, you know, I guess talking to them is like how I'm doing my podcast, right? I'm not, well, the podcast, I'm a little more animated, right? I, I'm making my voice like this. When, when I talk to regular people, I don't make my voice like this. I, I don't make my animated voice. And right now when I'm talking, I'm, I'm kind of moving my hands around in big circles, making these histrionic moves because you're kind of playing a character on a podcast. Because if I were to, just to talk to you like regular, it, you know, my podcast would be a little boring, right? So I, I got to play, I got to up the ante a little, up the emotions a little when I talk to you. But when I'm talking to people who are, who disagree with me, and, you know, I'm trying to have a conversation and I'm, and I'm telling you, well, you know, this is why I think the vaccines are dangerous. And I label off A, B, C, and D. You've, you've heard me on my podcast, right? And they, and then they come back. They always come back with a, well, what do you, what do you feel about killing old people? <laughs> 
<laughs> of course I don't want to kill old people. And then they'll say, well, if you don't want to kill old people, you should take the vaccine. But didn't you just listen to me that I just told you that the vaccine doesn't stop transmission? You know, if my table fork can give you COVID, if I, if I take the vaccine, that means if I, Around, I'm around COVID and I touch something with COVID and then I touch you. That means I, g- I gave you COVID. That's, it's as simple as that, right? And they can't process it in their mind that, wait a minute, just because you took the vaccine, all of a sudden, you know, you're like, you're, you're, you're not transmitting COVID. And all of a sudden, if you're wearing a mask, if you're wearing a mask, you can't transmit COVID. How many times have I been to a party or a super spreader party, right? Where now I didn't get COVID because I've, I've already had COVID, but I've been to some parties where a lot of people got COVID. They were wearing masks over there. Why? Because they're out there fidgeting with their mask, touching their mask. And guess what? Their mask has COVID on it, right? Because they keep reusing their mask over and over and over again. But again, the, re, the, the liberals, people who, or what do we just say? People who disagree with you, they don't want to hear facts. Facts is like garlic to a vampire for them, right? You know, they're just very, very scared of it. That's why, you know, this started a long time ago during global warming. Now, I kept telling people, you know, something was wrong when they said the debate is over, the science in, the scientists settled, the debate is over, when (laughs) the debate never started. And this is so true with liberals because the last thing they want to do is to listen to you because they're, they're holding on by a very, very thin thread. And I know all of you out there know what I'm talking about, right? It doesn't matter what the subject is. They'll go from one subject to the next and, and they're like just ping-ponging their, their ideas left and right off of you. And their, their responses are always just absurd. Just so, so absurd. And it's literally like talking to someone who has a mental disorder and you're talking to them on the internet and you're not getting through with them. It's like talking to a, a freaking mentally ill patient, right? I mean, if you, if you say, well, I believe, you know, maybe that CO2 isn't the driving, you know, factor in the climate. Maybe the sun, maybe wind, maybe the magnetic poles or something like that, the shifting of the winds, you know, uh, it, it has to do more than, than you just label out, you just, um, label all the different characteristics of how the weather is just so complicated out there and that you don't believe that CO2 is a driving factor. And they'll come back with something that says, well, you don't believe in science. You really, really don't. So I can't have a conversation with you. But you just, you're trying to talk to them through a scientific point of view. And then when you tell them, well, you know, you are, you're all for EV vehicles to save a lot of women and children, right? And they'll say yes. And then you tell them, well, in Congo, where they're actually mining cobalt, which is an ingredient needed to make lithium batteries stable, and you need it there, these mines are actively killing Women, children, and men, families. What do you think about that? And they'll look at you and they'll say, I care about the government. I, I care about the, the environment. You don't. I am caring about the, everyone on the earth. You know what? I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about the, the insurrection. You, you're for the insurrection, aren't you? You're for the insurrection. You like violence. You want our, our politician to just die. And then you're like, whoa. I thought we're talking about global warming or climate change. And now we're all all of a sudden on this. And then you start answering them about, you know, the quote unquote insurrection. And then all of a sudden they'll say, you think Trump won the election, didn't you? 
you don't believe in voter integrity. You're okay with Trump cheating and collaborating with the Russians. And you're like, whoa, we were just talking about the insurrection. Where the hell did we go with this? And again, this is typical of, of a liberal or someone who doesn't want to like you know, really debate you on there because they'll just bounce from one subject to the next because they know they got you. And Democrats, you know, they're just, they always, they, I've got accused of being a narcissist, a psychopath, a sociopath every single time. Now, I'm not, I'm not any of those. And you're always being accused by these people who have no idea what they are. And a narcissist, so just to let you know, you want to, you know, one of the main ingredients, I know all of this, by the way, from, from screenwriting. I study, I study personalities like it's a bad habit. I still do. I'm still, I'm still a writer. I'm not writing professionally in the movie industry. You know, I'm not writing any scripts at, the, at this time for any production, but I still, you know, write, I love to write fiction because it just never leaves you. And I also love to write, you know, anything, you know, just, be, it, it just, I don't care if it's published or not or people see it or not or like, I just, I just like doing it. It's a hobby of mine, right? But anyway, when you write these things, you become a stickler for finding plot holes in your own work because if you have all these, if your, your literary art is littered with plot holes, your audience all of a sudden, they don't believe your story you're trying to tell, your beautiful lie. And if we translate that into real life, everyone out there is telling a story. That's the way we communicate. I'm telling you a story right now. You know, when, when you're out there talking with your friends, you're giving a story. And, you know, for myself, you know, I, I try not to lie as much as I can. I mean, it's, you're going to lie. You know, when you tell a story, you're, you're going to, you're, you're going to exaggerate. You're going to, you're going to also, Make sure you censor some things, you know, depending on who you're talking to, because you don't want to tell too much of the truth because you have some friends or maybe the people you're talking to, you don't want to offend them. Although you never can tell the whole truth, right? When you tell a story, but what you try to do is tell it with as least plot holes as possible because you want to make it very, very believable. You don't want to say, you know, I saw these aliens last night and, you know, all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't really believe in aliens, Steve, right? You know, I just don't. So you do, you try not to, you leave the aliens out of there, right? I'm just being, you know, I'm just telling you, I, I'm just giving you a, a very exaggerated example. But with these Democrats, they're out there telling these really big ass lies about the climate. Right, you know, they, about white supremacy. Right, I mean, right, just for example, uh, you know, we had that that black that black victim. He's a FedEx driver. I forgot his name. He was over there in Memphis, and uh, he black guy got pulled over by the cops. I'm not sure why he got pulled over, but that doesn't matter. And then five cops, you know, beat the hell out of him, and they chased him down. Poor kid, poor guy. I mean. And, uh, you know, the last thing he's out there, he's getting beaten up. He's crying out for his mom. That's horrible. Now, the, the media and, and the liberals, they can't leave that alone. It's They don't like that narrative because the five cops are black. But they're still out there saying, well, this is a result of white supremacy. And the five black cops, you know, they're actually victims of white supremacy because the whole, the whole department is just trained to be white supremacists. So they're out there and they have no idea. They're going to see a black guy. We're just going to beat the hell out of him. Really? <laughs> what about telling that beautiful lie I was saying, right? You know, it's a horrible lie. And, and you know, these, untalented people, they're out there saying that and the last thing they want to hear, the last thing they want to see is someone is someone on top of the internet, like me, poking holes and saying, there's no white supremacy here. This is just 
really true police brutality. Race has nothing to do with it. And these, these cops murdered this innocent black man over there. And they should, they should burn in this prison for that. And we all can see it. Race has nothing to do with it. But again, the media and Joe Biden, in fact, Joe Biden said, hey, you know what? This is white supremacy. Joe Biden, he kind of danced around the, the, the edges of saying it's white supremacy, but we got the subtext of it anyway, right? We got the subtext. And, uh, and this is what's happening now. The EU, get this. The EU just passed a law that's going to reshape speech on Twitter, social media, and maybe in the United States. So the EU, of course, what do they do? They passed this legislation, and um, I'm going to read this here. The law, among other requirements, um, places substantial content moderation uh, expectations on large social media firms, many based in the U.S. We're talking Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, TikTok maybe, which include limiting false information, hate speech, and extremism. Well, that's pretty subjective because what in the world is hate speech? Hate speech is anything one person can determine. Well, that sounds pretty hateful. So if I'm a photographer and I'm saying, and I get this all the time by these young photographers, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Well, I'm just, so I can't be critical of your work? So that's considered hate speech. I've gotten that before by these young millennial, not to say millennial, these woke little young kids who are Insta, Instagram photographers and think just because I can take a really good Instagram photo, I can be a wedding photographer. Not so fast, kid. Your horizon's crooked. Your lighting is bad. You have no idea how to use the flash. And you got palm trees coming out of the bride's head. You know, intern under professional, learn from a, from a professional, and then maybe you'll have a chance, right? But they don't want to listen. They don't want to know how, how to tell a story with pictures. And if you tell them, oh, it's hate speech. So that could be censored because I am hurting their feelings. And under this law of the EU, I can get reported and I could have my account, my business account is suspended because I'm out there saying, well, this guy doesn't seem so good. In fact, I think he sucks. Oh, he sucks. That's a form of hate speech. Oh, my God. Dream Weddings Hawaii. That guy from Dream Weddings Hawaii, he needs to just be completely banned. In fact, he has this podcast out there, and he's just complaining about everything, right? False information. That's really interesting. What in the hell is false information? Now, I'll tell you this. When I, I remember when I was, when I was 18 years old, 18 or 19 years old, I'm, I'm starting... I'm starting my adventure into this uh, entire screenwriting world, right? And I, I don't know much. I, I don't know much, but but the guy, t but my um my agent, my my agent, right? My soon-to-be agent back there. He's he's training me, and he tells me, Steve, in five years, half of what you know, fifty percent, will either be wrong or outdated. So learn what you can right now, but also be flexible when things go in the future. And it's so true. In fact. It's not just five years. Sometimes it's five months. Sometimes it's 30 seconds because, you know, you can read something. You're like, wow, <laughs> I believe this wholeheartedly. And then, and then all of a sudden you get woken up. You're like, oh, holy crap, I've been wrong. I've been wrong, right? And, and, and I've been living my life through this. And that's why I'm an open book. You know, you may hear me that I, I may preach something, be 100% confident. Yeah, you know, I think this guy is a really, really good quarterback. And then all of a sudden, 
The evidence, you know, reveals itself over the course of the years. Oh, I guess I was 100% wrong, right? But I'm not going to hold on to these beliefs as though it's some type of religion. So what is false information? Because everything we knew about COVID was 100%, you know, 100% wrong. And the WHO, who sets the truth, by the way? Because the WHO, they lied about COVID, right? When, they, when COVID first came out, they said it wasn't airborne. And then they said, oh, you know, China had nothing to do with it. They said, oh, this, this virus came from the Wuhan marketplace, right? It wasn't from a lab. Screw it. It wasn't from a lab. It wasn't from gain-of-function, you know, research. None of that. It wasn't from the NIH or Fauci. Fauci did not give money to this lab over there, in, you know, that studied the coronavirus, bat coronaviruses in Wuhan. It just happened to be released in Wuhan. And, you know, we can't put two and two together. <laughs> it's, like, it's like there's a nuclear facility over there at, at, at Project X and we, there's a nuclear radiation leak in Project X, but it can't be that nuclear facility. It's like, really, really, let's put two and two together here. So again, what is limiting false information? Because apparently that's impossible to determine. It's really impossible. And a lot of these conspiracy theories, like tons of them, you know, a lot of them have been proven to be true. You know, there's somewhat a sprinkle of truth in there. You know, there's all these conservatives out there, right? They're saying, well, in Hollywood and the celebrities, there's a lot of pedophiles, like tons of pedophiles around there. And they had this Pizzagate thing. And now the Pizzagate thing, I think it was false, right? But they're onto something. They're like, there's some pedophile, something really strange about the, about these celebrities. And all of a sudden, Jeffrey Epstein is there. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. And, and you talk to the liberals and we got, we got more questions about, about Jeffrey Epstein. And they'll say, no, 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 that's false information. And you ask them, well, how did Jeffrey Epstein make his money? Because they never explained that to us, right? How did Jeffrey Epstein make his money? Because was he, uh, uh, you know, a trader? Did he own real estate? Uh, was he a dot comer? You know, how did he get this, his private island? You know, all this money. Did he inherit it? No. We can't figure it out. But what were the people, the, the liberals, who are people who visited his island was on his Epstein, his Lolita Express, right? You know, the, his, his, uh, you know, Maxwell Geisling, or I forgot how to say her name, Maxwell, his, his girlfriend, right? Maxwell Geisling, Geisling? Saying it wrong. Well, correct me if I am, right? Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> All of a sudden, we can't ask that question. And the media doesn't even want you to answer that. You know, have provided any answers, and they, they just want to censor it. They said, you know, who the hell cares? He's dead. Sweep it under the rug. Bill Gates was saying, well, you know, <laughs> he's dead, right? So who the hell cares? No, you were spending a lot of time with a guy who a lot of women had some really, really sketchy things to say about. Really, really sketchy things. Were you a customer of his? I just have a question. Right. And of course, you know, you look at Bill Gates. He does not have a really good poker face. Ugh. He even kind of looks kind of creepy too. And his wife, his wife said that when she first met Jeffrey Epstein, you know, she said, dude, I could just, I didn't like this guy. I, it, it was like I could feel the evil around him. I'm just paraphrasing what she said when in an interview. And she told Bill Gates about that, her husband. And he didn't care. He just kept hanging out with Epstein. Why do you do that? Who the hell does that? Don't you listen to your wife? <laughs> Not Bill Gates, right? So the last thing the EU wants to censor on Twitter or social media is extremism. What in the world is that? 
<laughs> what in the world? I mean, am I an extremist? Am I an extremist for like, you know, believing in, in, the, in my constitutional rights, right? It, it, it's extreme to believe that we have such a thing in America as freedom of speech. Right now, what I, I'm thinking, the EU should not have to comply with anything with when it comes down to, to any type of, of speech laws on there. And I hope Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter, just says, hey, you know what? Screw you guys. Really, just screw you guys. Because Elon Musk lately, you know, Elon Musk, he got, he, he got red-pilled. And he's been waking up. And, and he's telling the EU, or, or he's telling all these people, you know, you know, I'm here. I'm going to do what I want. I have reached that point where I'm uncancelable. You, 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 you cannot cancel me. You're right. So, so that, that's what Elon Musk is saying to these people. And he doesn't care that, oh, he's not the richest man in the world. You know, he's not trying to go for this. He is a guy. He's, he's probably the cheapest billionaire. The, the, the richest man in the world is the cheapest man in the world, probably. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, doesn't shave every single day, uh, doesn't wear brand new, brand new clothes every single day. He doesn't shower every single day for, for what his, his uh, former girlfriend has said. And, um, he doesn't even own a single house anymore. This is a guy, if he knows you and he trusts you, he would like to crash on your couch. <laughs> he would just say, and maybe one day if I get to know him, somehow, you know, we bump into each other, we start talking. He'll probably say, Steve, can I crash on your couch? Does he really want to crash on your couch? I'll say, yeah, sure, I don't care. I really don't care. And uh, But that's what they want. This law, which will take effect in 2024, uh, they want to limit our free speech. And, uh, and this is the interesting thing here is that if this happens in the U.S., right, you know, if, if Facebook and all those other guys kowtow, that means the EU's laws will actually trump our constitution. And... <laughs> And, and, and they'll do that by proxy. Because right now, right now, uh, freedom of speech has been privatized, unfortunately. You know, the public square is no longer in the public square. You know, we, you know, before, back in the day, um, you, you would go out on a soapbox, right? And you actually just yell from the corner what you thought was the truth. And, and that's the way you would get your news. That's the way people who would evangelize, you know, that's, that's the way you would get your freedom of speech. You know, even Lincoln did that. You know, he's, he got on a soapbox and he stood and he preached the truth, right? But now Facebook, you know, Twitter, those are all the soapboxes out there. And, you know, you have all of these, you know, it's not a very healthy area to be around, to be quite honest. Uh, you, you have people with the biggest egos, the false egos out there, you know, the people who are, who are flat out narcissists, you know, roaming these sites, spending their life, you know, you know, arguing back and forth their righteous, you know, their righteous point of views in about, you know, 300 characters or less or however many characters that you need on Twitter. And, uh, you know, they love doing this, right? When the truth is, is that the world is not like that. I mean, you could, you could be an enemy on Twitter, but everyone, it seems like everyone hates you on Twitter, but you go out there in the real world that, and, and nobody hates you. <laughs> really? It's only the idiots on Twitter who, you know, who are saying all of these things because they don't have a guy to go punch him in the face. You, if that, if this person, you know, would ever like dare to say these things in my face, you know, there'd be, they wouldn't do it because, you know, I'm six foot one, 230 pounds. 
not a skinny guy. I got some muscle on me. And I was a former boxer. And a lot of people know that. So they want to screw with me. So when I say my opinion, you know, they'll back down. And they don't want to argue with me because, you know, they, they may think, well, this guy may have a short fuse, right? So there's this point where you wouldn't say that to me in person. But on Twitter or on Facebook, you don't know me. You don't know how big I am. And the other guy talking right across me is this little puny guy who, or even a bigger guy who doesn't know how to fight, doesn't know how to throw a jab or a right cross or a hook. You know, hey, you know, they'll say anything. They'll say completely anything. So we'll see where this goes, right? You know, I'm already getting demonetized uh, on my podcast. I, I've not been able to make some money off here, you know, through my little sponsorship through Anchor. But I don't care. I really don't care. I, I am uh, making money off of a lot of you out there who are booking your wedding packages or family photos through my advertisement by hearing it on my podcast. So thank you so much. So this podcast technically is monetized to it, even though I don't make the pennies per dollar or the pennies per listen, not dollar, the pennies per listen that I get from all of you viewers out there. But, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be, let's see, I'm already getting shadow banned. So a lot of you aren't listening to this, but I would not want to get banned for the things I'm saying. I would not want to get labeled as an extremist because that I am not, you're right. You know, and it's just weird. Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people think that I'm extreme, a lot of people, but what do I believe in? You know, I believe in strong borders in, in the United States. I believe that the American culture is, should be preserved. It should be, it should be from the beginning to end. You know, we should preserve our culture. We're not Chinese. We're not Mexican. We're not, you know, Asian culture or anything like that. Our culture of America, we're not a melting pot. Like we, we are a melting pot of, of ethnicities coming here, but we have our own culture from different countries. America has its own culture. So we don't have to, you know, when, when, see, we may have Chinese who live here like me, right? But when we go to China, when you go to China, that's a Chinese culture. So if I go to China, you know, I'm going to experience a different culture than what I experience in my American Chinese families. And it's something far from what I experience here. It's an American culture, right? And different states have their own cultures. And we have to, have to remember that we're going to be losing that. And if we lose our freedom of speech, you know, you know, via this EU law, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to become this one group thing, our, our next of kin, the children, who are already out there, you know, you know, they're already victims of social media because they really can't think for themselves. They're, they're just one big group think, scared group of individuals. <laughs> and, and they think they're... They think they're gaining strength by uniting together, even though they're not together through certain hashtags, right? That's where they, that's where they're, they're all, they all care about global warming, uh, even though they're not really true environmentalists, right? If they just put hashtag climate change, hashtag Greta Thunberg, all of a sudden they have this hero badge on them. They know how to use their right pronouns. They have a hero badge on top of them, but they don't actually have to act like a good person. They don't have to be respectful to people who they disagree with. They don't have to be respectful respectful to their wives, their boyfriends, their anyone, to their teachers, their elders, or police. You know, they'll say hashtag white, against white supremacy, hashtag Trayvon Martin, hashtag BLM. I'll turn my, I'll turn my profile into a black, a black picture. So? 
right? These are all hero badges, but they're not earned. And the one trait, I forgot to tell you this, what the one trait of narcissist that, that you can kind of take home today is that narcissists want to gain notoriety without earning it. That's the one thing. You know, how can you tell that one person is a narcissist, narcissist and one person is not? How can you tell that one person is just confident and is like, a, like, a, like an assertive personality like myself or Donald Trump, but not a narcissist? Number one is that they want all of the accolades. They want all of the, they want all of the winnings of being, of being like, of being, being achiever without earning it. It's all false. What does that remind you of? A typical politician out there. Like what in the world, what in the world qualifies President Obama? What in the world, what in the world qualifies President Obama, um, Bill Clinton, uh, even George Bush, uh, you know, um, and also Joe Biden? What would qualify them to be a world leader? To lead out there in the free world and say, we know what to do with energy. Right, the economy to negotiate deals. We know what's best for business. We know what's best for you know all these different nations. We know how to settle war. None of them, absolutely none of them, have any any type of ingredients or or or, or things on their on their resume that would create the perfect recipe for a perfect leader, for a good leader, even an average leader. You, if, if you were, if you were trying to, if you were the CEO and say, for example, United States was a business and you were looking for your ideal leader and you take a look at Obama or you take a look at Joe Biden, <laughs> their resume is completely empty. It's empty. And that's why under these two leaders, right? And even Bill Clinton, it's completely empty. I don't care if you're a governor, right? I don't even care. George Bush, nothing, nothing much because he was just a governor. Right, so you know you they have nothing now. George Bush on on the hand says I have to kind of like tip my hat a little to him because he was a businessman. He owned a baseball team. He owned some oil fields, so he knew how to meet payroll, and that really helps. If you if you've met payroll before or you ran a lemonade lemonade stand, you're still light years ahead of most politicians out there. So it's narcissism. Hillary Clinton, all of them, they're they're pointing the fingers. All these politicians are saying. You know, Donald Trump is a narcissist, but, but he's just, he earned his title, right? And they're out there saying, oh, he didn't earn it. He inherited it from his father. No, not at all. He took a million dollar loan from his parents, from his father, which he paid back. How many of you, how many of you out there borrowed money from your parents, right? A million dollars and actually paid it back. Now I've never borrowed a million dollars. I, and in fact, I'm, I'm partnered with my parents to open up my barbecue company because, you know, I am, I went flat broke during COVID because the government shut us down. No money for my wedding company at all for two years. So no money to open up the barbecue company. My parents said, Hey, you know what? Why don't we come in there? We're going to help you with it financially. They're my venture capital. They're also my angel investor. So happy to go into business with my parents. And just because if this barbecue company becomes successful, does it mean that I didn't contribute to its success, but the Democrats want to believe that because they haven't accomplished anything on their own. What has Joe Biden done on his own other than get his son all these really cushy jobs, 
right? What has Hillary Clinton done on her own? Or Bill Clinton done on her own? What has Obama done on his own? Which, which business did Obama do? <laughs> Obama does more business now because he's so popular and he gets all these book deals, these movie deals, and he produces crappy movies where he just talks about himself, right? You know, it's just horrible. But this, there, you just have the most untalented people in charge of the government now. And those are your typical narcissists. And they're out there pointing the finger to Donald Trump, who has earned his title. You know, he's a business guy. And it doesn't matter if he's a failed businessman, because, you know, if you're not failing, you're not trying. You know, personally, you know, I went through a bankruptcy. It just happens. I went through a bankruptcy because one of my first partners, he stole from me, stole a lot of money from me. This stuff happens, right? When you run a business, you make a lot of money, your partner steals from you, you know, you go broke, but then I got it back. Donald Trump got a divorce, got some bad deals, you know, the economy went bad. He had to file for bankruptcy and he was broke. He was broke, but he came back. And, you know, people said, oh, no, he went bankrupt. So what? He went bankrupt. A lot of people in business go bankrupt. The people who don't go in business are the people who are not trying. The people who don't go bankrupt are the people who are not trying. You know, it just happens sometimes. Businesses have a life. And when you're in business, you know about this stuff. And how dare these narcissists who have not accomplished anything in their life and claim they've accomplished anything because they got voted in. Right. Oh, I, I have, I've, I've accomplished this title. I'm a senator. I'm a congresswoman. Right. What did you do? What do you do, Elon Omar? What do you do, AOC? That actually makes you, you qualified to hold that position. Oh, I went to some school as a bartender. You know, it's because you're pretty, have a big mouth, and the woke left likes you. That's it. Omar, oh, you know, her area is highly Muslim. That's it. And she's pretty. She's, she's quite pretty, right? That's it. That's really it. You know, it has nothing to do with skill. And that's why we have all these problems with our government. You know, yeah, and that's why you have over there in Davos, right? The World Economic Forum. Some of the most untalented people in the world. They have owed money. You have politicians who are not qualified. The most narcissistic people out there who have not earned their keep. The majority of them. Right? A lot of them are CEOs or leaders who had not started their company. They've either inherited from their parents or they've actually, they're a CEO and now they're just, they're a CEO because it was their turn. Right? It was their turn to go into, from management to CEO, right? But they never started the company. <laughs> they've never ever did. It's not an earned title. And that's why they're over there in Davos coming up with these, all these stupid, idiotic ideas and having, I think last year, last year, the keynote speaker was Greta Thunberg, a 13 year old, or was she 15 years old? How can you have a 15 year old directing policy at Davos, at the WEF, setting ec world economic policies? A 13 year old. <laughs> Yeah, we're living in the, we're living in a world of a delusional 13 year old. And, and they, they, they hold her, her opinion on this high mantle, top shelf. And her opinion, her, her ludicrousness, it trumps, it, it trumps Nobel, 
scientists who actually disagree with uh, the theory of climate change. And, you know, you can be an MIT professor out there, uh, Harvard professor who received tenure on climate, uh, climate science, who disagrees on, uh, disagrees about global warming, the theory of global warming, a uh, theory of climate change, you know, as it stands now. And then that, that, that scientist who has studied, you know, writes like research papers on this, their opinion is dismissed. But Greta Thunberg, you know, they'll listen to her. Why is that? Why do they want to listen to an idiot? Who the hell knows? All right, people. It's 39 minutes. I've been talking for 39 minutes. It just, it just went really quick. I am out of here. Uh, I'll be talking to you in a few days. And uh, that's about it. Thank you for listening. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ2 T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.